0: Welcome to Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. So yesterday, uh, I guess after we finished taping the show, we saw two different developments in Donald Trump's legal saga, ongoing legal saga with the 10 million things that they keep throwing at him. So first... The Supreme Court announced its decision to hear former President Donald Trump's claims of presidential immunity in the January 6 election interference case with arguments scheduled for the week of April 22nd, effectively pausing Biden's special counsel, Jack Smith's ability to move forward with the case like at all until a decision is made uh, at the Supreme Court level. So the justices are set to decide the question Whether and if so, to what extent does a former president enjoy presidential immunity from criminal prosecution for conduct alleged to involve official acts during his tenure in office? Now, SCOTUS has never before decided whether a former president is immune from criminal liability for allegedly. I'd like to emphasis on allegedly 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 illegal acts committed while in office, but it has in the past said that a president is entitled to absolute immunity from civil liability for official acts. So we've got that going on, okay? But- Also yesterday over in Colorado, a Democrat state judge ruled that the state board of elections, quote, shall remove Donald J. Trump from the ballot for the general primary election on March 19th, 2024, or cause any votes cast for him to be suppressed. Hold on. I thought that they were all about they didn't like voter suppression. And now they're like, we are causing your votes to be suppressed. Because she says the 14th Amendment ban on insurrection is holding office. Yes, this is, of course, despite the fact that Trump has never even been charged with insurrection, not just in Jack Smith's January 6th case, but any other case. There's been no charge of that. And still, Judge Tracy Porter found it fit to overturn the state board of elections ruling uh, last month. They ruled last month to keep Trump on the ballot, but she said that their decision was clearly erroneous because orange man bad or something, I guess. I guess he's so bad, in fact, the same people that scream about democracy, our democracy is everything. We don't have one, by the way, but our democracy is everything. They want to impede that very same democracy by taking away American citizens' right to vote for the candidate of their choice. Very strange behavior, by the way, if you are secure in your own party's ability to win an election, but the Trump team has already appealed the decision. And by the way, for those of you following along at home, this marks the third state now where some sort of a Karen in power has removed Trump from the ballot following Colorado and then Maine. Uh, The Supreme Court has already heard arguments from Colorado on that matter. They have yet to release a decision. And I want to bring in my friend. Senior editor at large at Newsweek and host of America on Trial, Josh Hammer, to discuss all of this. Josh, I appreciate you being here.
1: Sarah, you bet. Thanks for having me as always.
0: So being that there are about like one billion ways that the judicial system is being weaponized against Donald Trump, I want to compartmentalize both of these uh, both of these issues that I just brought up. So first, the push to remove Donald Trump from the ballot. I know the arguments have been heard. What what do you expect the outcome to be in that particular case, which would obviously nullify what Colorado uh, has just done and, and Illinois and Maine?
1: Yeah. So first of all, Sarah, I'm expecting this opinion to come down uh, essentially imminently because Colorado's primary is this Tuesday. Colorado is is a super Tuesday state. It's a little curious to me that that they haven't released the opinion already. Admittedly, it's an expedited appeal. They had oral argument just a few weeks ago. But all signs are pointing towards this opinion probably coming out tomorrow. So within the next 24 hours, frankly, if I had to guess it's gonna be an eight to one or nine to zero case. You know, even at oral argument, you saw justices, Elena Kagan, and even Ketanji Brown Jackson, who were deeply skeptical of Colorado's arguments, Really, the only question for me is whether Sonia Sotomayor really wants to solidify her resistance streak head and her you know far left bona fides by issuing a heroic to the MSNBC crowd solo dissent. But this is going to be a very straightforward case. Trump is going to be on the ballot. There are at least five different reasons why Colorado's argument does not hold water. It's going to be an easy decision for the court.
0: Yeah, I kind of, I felt that way as well when, you know, obviously you are much more of a a legal expert than me. I'm not at all. But even me, just a a, a commoner listening to, um, you know, people like, as you point out, Elena Kagan and Ketanji Brown Jackson, like asking actual tough questions to these attorneys arguing for Colorado. I'm like, boy, when you've lost Katanji Brown-Jackson, it uh, yeah. <laughs> is not looking good for you. So I hope that that is the case. So, okay, so let's move over to the presidential immunity case, um, which is a little bit more nuanced. What are What is your initial, what's your gut telling you about that case?
1: Yeah, so this is a very complicated case, both on the substantive constitutional law, as well as what lawyers call the procedural posture. The procedure is kind of, complicated as well. So this is what we call an interlocutory appeal. This is not the actual case. The actual case, obviously, is Jack Smith's case about the 2020 Mm -hmm. election and January 6th. But they have to decide this issue first because it is a necessary threshold question before even getting to the merits there. Now, procedurally speaking, on Wednesday, what the Supreme Court did was They took basically the middle ground view. So what Trump's lawyers really wanted in their ideal dream scenario, they would have issued a stay of the D.C. Circuit's denial of immunity while allowing the Trump team to seek review before the en banc full 11 judge D.C. Circuit, simply for purposes of slowing this down as much as possible, running up the clock. On the other hand, the best case scenario for Jack Smith would have been to just you know, deny this day, say that he has no immunity and then the trial could start. So they took the middle ground approach where they're gonna expedite this hearing on the merits. So looking at the actual merits on the actual article two presidential powers constitutional question, I am probably about the most sympathetic of anyone in the legal commentariat to President Trump's claims, but I also tend to be a a pro Article II, pro-Presidential Powers guy in general, so I can't be accused of inconsistency there. Looking at the current nine justices, Sarah, I I don't see it. I don't see the the votes there for full, absolute immunity. You probably have Clarence Thomas, you probably have Sam Alito, maybe Kavanaugh, because he's also a pro-Presidential Powers guy. After that, hard to say. What I can see, and Jack Goldsmith, the Harvard Law professor, had a really good tweet thread on this earlier today is i could see kind of a mixed result whereby they basically say that some acts do have you fully immune from possible criminal prosecution some acts don't and then what that would do is then would kick it back down to the lower courts to go into a fact-finding mission to discern whether these acts were covered or not covered that would be very good for the trump team as well because that that again would just delay the process even more
0: yeah i mean i guess delaying the process, I- <laughs> To a certain point, but then, what happens if, let's say, just let, I, let's 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 war game this out, okay? So then, sure. what happens if they delay the process, and let's say somehow, let's say Donald Trump uh, is elected president in November, and then, could the trial still continue after that? Like, what happens then?
1: I, look, we're, we're in uncharted waters here, so, you know, <laughs> I, mean, I, I mean, to an extent, Sarah, Sarah, your guess is as good as mine. Look, there, there are longstanding Department of Justice DOJ guidelines against perceived election interference, believe it or not. I mean, the DOJ has plowed through a lot of these guidelines in recent years there. Yeah. But as you start to get closer and closer to November, I expect the pressure is going to build on special counsel Jack Smith to potentially drop this prosecution in its entirety. I'm not I'm not suggesting that he will do that. But historically speaking, and again, just historically, because we really do live in different times these days, the DOJ has tried as hard as as, as hard as it possibly could to avoid the perception, even the perception of meddling in elections. So if they're going based on, on if past is precedent then they might even just abort this thing if it's getting really really close to november again i think we're living in different times it's trump people lose their minds here so i'm not predicting that but if they actually if trump wins the election november At that point, I assume the prosecution has to be dropped because Trump obviously would just go ahead and pardon himself for the federal crimes there. He can't necessarily pardon himself for state crimes. That's a little more complicated. But the federal crimes, he can just clearly and easily and cleanly pardon himself. So if he does win in November and Jack Smith has avoided these DOJ guidelines, I think the case is probably dropped at that point.
0: So let me ask you this then, Josh. Um, Would you agree, because I don't want to put words in your mouth here, would you agree that... All of the indictments, all of the cases against Donald Trump are baseless, uh, a baseless weaponization of the justice system, of the judicial system against Donald Trump. Do you agree with that statement?
1: Yeah, I do. I think, but Sarah, looking at what's happening right now in our country, you cannot look at this as good faith prosecution. You cannot look at this as a good faith use of the rule of law in general, not just prosecutions. I mean, Trump's facing these ridiculous civil lawsuits as well, the fraud case, the Mm -hmm. $454 million, including Mm -hmm. interest payments, this $83.3 million, including punitive damages in E. Jean Carroll, which by the way, was E. Jean Carroll's second shot at the apple. She had a previous settlement for $5 million. How much money can this woman's reputation possibly be worth, according to New York state jury. So looking at all the above, you kind of have to zoom out here. Yes, this is absolutely an unprecedented lawfare prosecution, but the DC case for Jack Smith and the Georgia case with Fonnie Willis are the most absolute dangerous of all of them to me, because those really do involve core political speech. Now you can say that Donald Trump and his, his co-defendants, his allies, people in his administration, his campaign, whatever, you can say that they were lying about the 2020 presidential election. But here, here's the key point, Sarah. Even conceding for the sake of arguments here that they were lying, which I'm not necessarily going to concede, but even conceding that hypothetically, you are allowed to lie in this country. It is not a crime to lie, except in very limited circumstances, the Stolen Valor Act and some very limited exceptions. But generally speaking, to try to criminalize and prosecute someone for lying, even again conceding for the sake of argument that it was a lie, that is a really dangerous precedent to set here.
0: So you brought up uh, Fannie Willis. Now I know you called her Fannie, and that's how she prefers to be called. I don't want. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to make her too fancy. So I call her Fannie. But um, how do you? How does this play out for her? Because I'm watching all of this, and I'm like, there's no way this woman gets away with all of this. All the in the, all these misconduct hearings. I mean, we're seeing text messages now of Nathan Wade, her boyfriend's friend, who's like, yeah, they've been doing this a really long time. I mean, she seems really sunk. But then I think to myself, well, I don't know that I trust anything these days because I see how the 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 justice system, I should say the judicial system now, because I don't think I can call it the justice system anymore. I see this two tiered uh, judicial system and I see how they can weaponize against one, uh, you know, one subset of society and not the other. And then I'm like, I-, I don't know. But the judge seems to be pretty impartial. So how do you see the, the Fannie Willis thing playing out?
1: Yeah, I thought that the way that Judge Scott McAfee comported himself, the way that he acted back when Fanny or Fanny <laughs> testified earlier this month was very neutral. In fact, I mean, he was very much kind of just giving the witness the rope with which to hang herself. Yeah. That was frankly, that was frankly kind of how I viewed his yeah. conduct, which was very hands off. And she sounded like an absolutely crazy and frankly just really dumb person. I mean, like <laughs> openly, open, openly wondering what continent Belize <laughs> is in. I mean, the Bahamas. I think she was when she was questioning. But you know, this cell phone geolocator investigator, which Trump and his co-defendants, the lawyers retain. Really damning stuff. I mean, unless they can show that that is somehow all fabricated, thousands, tens of thousands of text messages and calls combined in that year 2021 before the November 2021 commencement of the prosecution. Sarah, if I'm putting in my prognosticator hat here, I don't see how this prosecution ultimately unfolds in Fulton County, Georgia. I think they're probably going to have to move it out of Fulton County, which, one, if that happens, will very much delay this prosecution, mm-hmm. which, by the which, by the way, was. On, its, on the current calendar is only gonna start in August. So it'll be delayed even more. Wow. Two, once you move out of Fulton County, which is where Atlanta is, you're gonna be in a much purple or perhaps even a red jurisdiction and the jury pool is gonna reflect that. So tr- Trump, I think is looking very, very good in Georgia right now you know, the D.C. prosecution with Jack Smith, a bit of a mixed bag. We'll see what the Supreme Court does. But that is really where the Biden regime is putting all of the eggs in the basket right now. It's in that D.C. case. That's really the one to watch.
0: Mm. Well, Josh, I appreciate you uh, coming on. And I know I always make a point to say I appreciate having someone much smarter than me come come here and explain all of these uh, the legal pro- the process, especially when there's too many for me to keep up with. I'm like, I don't 91 indictments. I can't keep up with that. I need Josh to come talk to me. So, Josh, come back soon. Okay.
1: Anytime, Sarah. Thanks for having me.
0: Thank you. We'll see you soon. All right. So we have to, um, we're going to go to break and then I'm going to bring on the panel. I think you're going to be really excited. Um, let's just say there's going to be a lot of estrogen in the room, but it's going to be a really good time. First, we want to thank our sponsor Jace Medical. So, um, do you remember a time when like vital medications didn't get rationed in the United States? Like that used to be something that happened in other like third world countries, but not here. But unfortunately Things just aren't that way anymore here. Uh, This is one reason why you really, really need to make sure you have the Jace case on hand. We talk about prepping in the sense that we talk about, you know, you got to have your your food supply and you got to have, okay, great. But what you also need is your medical supply. This is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics, which are going to treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. It's customizable and it has dozens of add-on medications available. So, you can choose the ones that best fit you and your family's needs. They also have ivermectin as an add-on option if you are interested in that. And you can get gift cards for your family or your loved ones. If you have grown, uh, grown adult children who have families of their own, this is a really, really, really great idea for you to get a gift card for them. They can make sure that their household is taken care of. They'll have peace of mind, and you can too. You can go to jacemedical.com. Enter code Sarah at checkout for a discount on your order. That is promo code Sarah at J-A-S-E-Medical.com. Joining me now, we're going to have a lot of fun here on Sarah Gonzalez Unfiltered. We've got the chicks on the right. Yes, that's right. We've got Amy Joe, Daisy Clark along with Miriam Mock Weaver, and I'm going to try really hard. I know you guys have a very loyal fan base, and I'm going to just refer to you uh, as Daisy and Mock because I don't want to piss anyone off. We had to learn that lesson today. <laughs> <Exactly. laughs> yeah, like we yeah. pissed them off first, so I don't know. Uh, I'm really glad that you guys are here. Well,
2: thank
3: you
0: for yeah, having too. us. And we've been following each other for a while on yes. on social media, and um, I feel like we are of the same uh, brand of take no shit. Yes, so, <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's Amen. always nice to to be uh, around women that are like minded like that. So I want to get into uh, the border. What's going on at the border today? So we had these dueling appearances. Um, between Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Now, Biden is fascinating. He curiously chose Brownsville, Texas, as his destination, Donald Trump- chose Eagle Pass. And, you know, it shouldn't be lost on anyone that, according to CBP, Brownsville is one of the least trafficked areas on the border, uh, recording just 46 migrant encounters over the past five days compared to Eagle Pass, where, of course, Donald Trump is going one of the most heavily trafficked areas. You guys can see who are watching um, on the show, you can see this comparison of Eagle Pass. It's like uh, 500 per day, 558, 563, 152, 333. Brownsville's like six (laughs) Mm -hmm. 12, (laughs) Mm 0, 22, 6. I'm sure that that was just a a coincidence. I'm sure that wasn't Mm. intentional by uh, Joe Biden's team. So I want to play some of Joe Biden's welcoming committee that he got down there in Brownsville, Texas. This was just a Trump flags, American flags, caravan of flags that um, I don't think they were very happy that he was there. They shouldn't be. No, they should not. No. So Border Patrol also, they tweeted out um, ahead of Joe Biden's visit, he, they said, attention, this is Border Patrol Union. They said, attention, President Biden, keep our name out of your mouth today. Oh, oh dang. Yeah, yes. spicy. So <laughs> apparently the Border Patrol president told Fox News' Bill malusion that the White House never reached out or invited them to his border visit. And of course, you know, they're going to use this to push this, what Joe Biden is calling the bipartisan border agreement, even though it. Is not a border security agreement. It's just a border funding agreement
2: legislation. Is that yes, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. It's
2: it's completely it's nuts. It's like and it gives more money to Ukraine mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. places like that, which is not really helping the border. I, it's I find it interesting because Trump wants to be where what the I say the action. I don't even know if yeah. you want to call it where the action is. Yeah. He's and then Biden is just like, where's my ice cream? You know? <laughs> Right. he's such a disgrace and
0: it's been what a year since he's been there mm-hmm. and well and he, I think he's he's only been there twice and even when he went there before it was like same type of thing yeah right? He cleaned Just, it up Right. Yeah. It was completely sterilized, yep. just like President Xi's trip to
3: San Francisco. Totally. All of a sudden, well, oh, we got to clean up now. Uh-huh. We don't care about like the mess and the, and the problems for our own American citizens. Mm-hmm. But when a big wig is coming, we got to make it look like everything's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Biden to now all of a sudden in the middle of an election year decide that this is important, even though people on the right like us have been screaming about this for the past three years. I hope I would hope that people aren't buying it.
0: You know what I mean? I saw um, at least the people there in Brownsville. I did at least see that there was a, a local news clip where they were interviewing people who lived there and they were all like, Yeah, too little, too late. You should have done something sooner. We don't want you here. Why are you even coming? Like, it was very negative feedback from Mm -hmm. people, at least in Brownsville. So I would tend to agree that, I mean, even the average citizen has been seeing all of these clips on the news of people pouring into the country, of Border Patrol fist bumping these people as they're walking in through the country. I mean... It can't be lost on even the dumbest of U.S. voters that like, let's see, it is now almost March and we have an election in November and Joe Biden hasn't done anything for three years. And now all of a sudden he's visiting to Brownsville. He invited them.
2: Right. I mean, he literally invited, he and Kamala both invited yeah. these people back in, what was it, 2019 when they had the debate? These yeah. He was one of all those people up on a stage when they asked, do you want to give free health care to illegals? He was one of the people, and they all raised their hands, mm-hmm. all of them. I mean, these people asked for all of these folks to come across the border illegally. They basically said, come on, we'll give you free crap. Right. Come on over. And right. this is what's happening. And now they're like, well, crap, now we're in trouble because this is, an, it's an election year and we have to save face. And it's too little
0: too late because yeah. we're on to them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think, too, it's just it's so I would say traitorous behavior to allow that to happen for all of this time in, as you point out, invite them in. Yeah. And then when you pretend like you're addressing the problem, you throw more money at Ukraine and Israel and mm-hmm. all of these other foreign pet projects than you are even throwing to the border. And again, I don't want to use the term to border security because a lot of it is just uh, to, to get more border patrol Agents to come in and process these people. It's not like to ultimately to let them to prevent them from coming in. Oh, yeah. I
3: it's think to babysit. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: and I yeah. think a lot of people know that nothing will change. Like on our show, we see the comments live every morning, and we can just tell people are so fed up with being last. Mm-hmm. You know, so many of, and we feel the same way. I think so many Americans feel like, okay, we just keep paying all these taxes. We keep paying for things. We're the ones who go to work every day. We're the ones who work hard. We follow the rules. We do all the right things. And then all these people just put us last. Like, when do we get... Something
0: (laughs) out of all the things that we pay for. Yeah, Yeah, it is. It's America last. Yeah. Um, Okay, so I want to play a a clip of a, um, a member of the Border Patrol talking about how they are just they're just trying to get these people through as quickly as possible. Watch. Yeah, everything changed under under President Biden. The way we patrol the border, our operations have changed. The way we vet people has changed. The way we process people through the system has changed. Everything that we do has changed under this administration. And, And it's not about enforcement, it's about getting people into this country as quickly as they possibly can. And so we've become extremely efficient at doing that. And we're all sick of it because we know that if this administration would do what is necessary, we wouldn't have the deaths that we have in this country. Not just like in Riley. Look at all of the fentanyl poisonings that we're, we're seeing in the United States. Mm-hmm. We could stop that if we had the proper policy.
1: He won't give it to us because his open border base won't let him.
0: So, Mock, it's not just that he, what he mentioned, which is absolutely true, the fentanyl and the violent deaths, mm-hmm. right? Um, the, the 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 increase in violent crime that is tied to illegal immigrants. It's also the amount of, Chinese nationals, Russian nationals, uh, you know, uh, people from Iran, like very scary people that we don't want here that are coming in through our border in record numbers. And it's just I'm like, are we... There's no way, it seems inevitable that we are going to have another domestic terrorist attack that will be linked to Joe Biden's open border policy. I don't
3: see how we don't. And unfortunately, I worry that that is what it's going to take Mm -hmm. for for him to recognize, for his supporters to recognize he did this. He did this all on day one of his presidency. He bragged about doing it for a long, long time until now we see the consequences. Mm -hmm. And so I guess at least the, the benefit is that Venezuela's crime rate is down because now we're getting all of the worst of the worst from Venezuela. I mean, it's just, it's unthinkable to me that so many people buy into what he, what KJP mm-hmm. tries to sell every day, which is like, well, he's taking action and now it's Republicans that are blocking it. Bull. Mm-hmm. It's such just, nonsense. It's crazy because just, uh, what, in the past two years they've been saying, the
2: border's secure, the border's right. secure. <laughs> right, right. It's like, why would they believe him now? It's right. just nuts.
0: Yeah. yeah, no, that's a great point because we have like all of these clips of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris yeah. and KJP and all this uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, mm-hmm. all these people saying, well, the border is secure. And then what was it last month? Joe Biden was like, yeah, we've all known the board has been broken for a while. <laughs> we're like, wait, it's
3: like, hello, There's a
2: disconnect here. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, some, but to your point, something I think will happen soon. Yeah, so. I mean, I, it's of course. I mean, I think we're all just. This is why she never leaves her house.
3: <laughs> oh, <laughs> I just no. very afraid to come here.
2: I <laughs> know <laughs> it's it is, but it's a lot of people are afraid of that.
0: Yeah, it's it's that's the reality, I and mean, we're just bracing ourselves for the inevitable. Well, were you afraid to cuz you you mentioned that. I think it's a great point. Were you more afraid to come here because of that or because of the DEI hires in the both, airlines? Absolutely both. I've I mean, become, I'm terrified to fly. She is too. I yeah. have
3: beca- and I've been I'm so mad about it cuz I didn't used to be this fearful mm-hmm. and I blame it on Joe Biden for creating this like for I told her the other day I feel like he's changed the psyche of the mm-hmm. country because now he's created people, he's created emotions in people like me that I did not used to have. Mm. I did not used to be so fearful of flying. I didn't like it, but I was never as fearful or of just strangers, you know what I mean? Like you always prepare and you teach your kids there's stranger danger, be on guard, head on a swivel. Mm -hmm. But I am like obsessively weird about it now because of how much of an increase in crime we've seen because of how lax the border Mm -hmm. policies are. I mean, we're just a nightmare waiting to happen.
0: So I want to I want to take a quick break. And then when we come back, I want to get more into the um, Lake and Riley situation Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, illegal immigration and violent crime, what's going on in Georgia and the excuses that local leaders are making for what? No, 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 no! This has nothing to do with illegal immigration. Oh no, pl- please, come on! no don't, don't blame that. <laughs> uh, we'll get into that uh, after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Relief Factors. So, for those of you who are living in constant pain, you might think like, well, this is just the way life is, and I'm just going to walk around in pain, and I'm going to be, you know, maybe a little bit grumpier with my spouse, have less patience with my kids because I just have that nagging pain all the time. Well, please. First of all, try Relief Factor. But second of all, what you might not realize is that you've got inflammation in your body and the inflammation is what is causing the pain. What Relief Factor does is instead of masking the pain, it actually gets to the root cause of the problem, which is the inflammation. So it's not just gonna be like a Band-Aid, like a topical cream you put on and you're like, wow, this feels really good. It's cold and then it's hot and then it goes away and then you're stuck in pain. Uh, Relief Factor can actually just eliminate your pain for you. So here's what they tell you to do. Go to ReliefFactor.com, get their three-week quick start, Okay, it's nineteen ninety five and it does come with a feel better or your money back guarantee. So you've got nothing to lose except your pain. Seventy percent of the people who go and get that go on to keep ordering more. It's working for that many people. So the odds are in your favor that it will work for you and it can be life changing. You can go to ReliefFactor.com. Get that three week quick start over at ReliefFactor.com. So going back to this uh, illegal immigration issue um, that is plaguing, you know, I used to think here in Texas, it's like, well, This is just a Texas problem. And now that not only the busing of all of these illegals, but just the sheer amount of them is driving them into other places. So we're seeing this problem plaguing, you know, coming soon to a community near you. And I want to play for you the uh, the Democrat sheriff John Williams in the county where 22 year old nursing student Laken Riley was uh, allegedly murdered by the illegal immigrant Jose Ibarra. Uh, This particular sheriff actually campaigned on not cooperating with ICE and federal immigration authorities. This was this was his promise to his county was I'm not going to do that. So I want to play him this sheriff during his campaign in 2020. Watch like I just said, building relationships is key. And if we're I guess antagonizing people because they are what undocumented or undocumented, then they build that fear in them and they're not (laughs) likely to come to us, not only when we need their help, but when they need our help. So that's not something we'll be doing. We won't be doing any type of roundups. We won't be uh, attributing to that culture of fear. We want people to
3: respect the police, but we also want them to trust us.
0: Why would they respect the police if they see that the police, their sole job? I mean, you want to talk about the federal police is not doing their job by letting these people in. And they're like, oh, cool. I can just, like, not obey the law, and I get rewarded for it. So why would they then go over to Georgia and be like, wow, I really respect the police since they, you know, don't actually care to do their jobs. Like, I don't understand how that would even be possible. Exactly.
2: And the first thing they did when they came into the country is they broke the law. Exactly. So the, uh, the, and they yeah. were rewarded for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. This is what we're doing. So I don't... Why is this lost on people? I, I don't... Like, you... Your parents came to this country legally Mm -hmm. and so we talk about this all the time where people who do this legally are looking at what we're doing and i can only imagine how irritated how just angry they are at our whole system and how we're looking at this and how people like him how they're looking at it and it's just it's a smack in the face of the people who did it legally Mm -hmm.
3: And there, we the other day on our show, we played a soundbite of um, Biden during the Democrat primary debates talking about because they were asked the question, would you know, do you think that the local authorities should work with ICE to remove? And he absolutely said no. And, wow. and I, we were just like, I, like, he's saying it. And so, you know, this sheriff that you just played, people heard that and then voted for him. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh-huh. and now it's like now the. It, the consequences are being felt. So all these like bleeding
0: hearts who are like, oh, sanctuary city, sanctuary states. This is what you get. Right. You know. Right. Right. Exactly. So because it wasn't just the sheriff. So I want to. I want to play the district attorney. Uh, this is Deborah Gonzalez at an open border rally in 2018, and then on a Zoom call in uh, 2021, saying every immigrant is a friend, and <laughs> we don't need ICE. Okay, watch. As for the future of ICE, you know,
2: ICE was created after 9-11. We did not have ICE, right, um, before 9-11. And you know what? We didn't need it then, and I truly believe that we don't well, need it now. What we've done is we've criminalized I mean, people 9/11 just was pretty bad. to get
3: <laughs> like, a better life. You know? And
0: mm. it's the
2: same
3: as what we've done with the police, with militarizing them, with giving them so much money that, that then they come into these into this community thinking that they have absolutely all of the authority to do
2: whatever they want, however they want to whoever they want. What does that
0: have to do with illegal immigrants?
3: And we can do that because look around you. Look to your left, look to your right. These are your neighbors, these are your colleagues, these are your families, and these are your friends. And yes, every immigrant is a friend.
0: Really? So Jose, (laughs) Jose Jose, Aiken's family. Exactly. Exactly. Jose Abada. Were were you calling him a friend while he was, you know, uh, I don't even know what he did. I just know he disfigured her skull Mm -hmm. in the process. That's I've never had a friend that's done something like that to me. So interesting how you can call uh, every immigrant a friend. So now, despite all of this. I want to play for you guys the Athens mayor, uh, Athens, Georgia mayor, saying that there is no correlation, none whatsoever. Oh Don't believe your lying eyes, OK, between illegal immigration and crime. Watch.
2: In the main, I caution against conflating immigration and crime. The data demonstrates that the two are not connected.
0: Wow. Oh, does it? Really? Because the impact of federal
2: immigration policy on localities has been under such consistent discussion in recent months do you want to say a few words about this what is my 18th year as a local government policymaker, and my work has overlapped with four u.s presidencies and numerous iterations of congress all of them have failed to reach agreement on how to handle immigration oh yeah this is his legacy huh this is what this guy's going to be remembered for because he's like, I've worked this. I've done this. Nobody cares now because you're a schmuck. <laughs> this is what you are. I we mean, don't
3: condone violence on our show. No, we but, don't. Like, fists are forming, man.
2: And how many illegals have these people taken into their home? Right.
0: Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to your point, I would never advocate uh, violence, but he does yeah. have a very punchable face. It's right? very, very punchable. This is what I'm and saying. Face. And like, yeah. my fist was forming under the table. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Yeah, I mean, it's just it. Look, they want to push this narrative that every single person who comes across the border is just here for a better life, and that's just not true. Mm-hmm. No, of course it's not. It's not true. I mean, even the the, the someone with like the uh, least amount of common sense can even say, well, they they would be like every other society. Which sure, you're going to have some people who are doing that. You're also going to have some people who are not. Mm-hmm. Especially when, as you mentioned, I think it was I think it was you, Mark, who mentioned the Venezuelans mm-hmm. who are like, well. Crime's done there because they emptied all their prisons and right. sent them to yeah. our border. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't think, I mean, yeah, I guess they are coming here to look for a better life. But in the meantime, they might just, you know, rape and uh, pillage and all, all sorts of things. But, um, hey, they have a better life doing it. But, you know, we want a better life. We all want better lives for our
2: children and, and, uh-huh. and everybody in and our families, our friends. We want better lives, too. So what I don't understand, why did they get to break the rules? And I mean, I would like to stop paying my taxes. Yeah. Do I get to do that just because of, you know, whatever reason? Right. I don't, why is it that they don't have to follow the rules and they get everything Word. and they get rewarded for it and then hardworking American taxpaying citizens get screwed? Right. Why is
0: that? Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I, I, I always point out too these, you know, they call them sanctuary cities. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not sanctuary for Americans. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't get sanctuary as American citizen. Right. You get the exact opposite. Mm hmm. It's America last. Yeah.
3: Every single one of these places. Yep. And it's so it it amazes me that there's still so many people that are, they'll hear the stories about the Lake and Rileys and, Mm -hmm. you know, she's not the only example. In fact, she's one of hundreds and hundreds of examples and yet people are still like, Oh, but they just wanna come and have a
0: better life. Right. Well, Lakin wanted a, she wanted a exactly. life. Yeah. yeah, she just wanted to live. I, mean, I think yeah. she would have settled for like maybe tumultuous at times if yeah. she could have right. just lived. Right. So. Or they'll they'll
2: use her story and they'll say something like, She shouldn't have been out They'll use it as an example of, well, you know, yes. let's talk about women and how they shouldn't be out jogging right
0: alone. Right, right. Seriously? it was vile. Yeah. That and was belie- the AP, right? Yes. I think, yeah. It yeah. was beyond vile. Yeah, it was disgusting. And just, just some quick stats since, uh, you know, uh, I think the mayor over there in Georgia and nor does the mainstream media want to pay attention to that. But from CBP. I mean, you look at, let's go to uh, fiscal year 2023. Uh, This is just from non-citizens, okay? Assault, battery, domestic violence, 1,254. The year before that, it was 1,142. These are all non-citizens. These are all people who shouldn't be here, okay? Driving under the influence, 2,493. I'd venture to guess that some of those resulted in American deaths. Mm -hmm. How about uh, illegal drug possession and trafficking? 2,055, just in fiscal year 2023, I'd imagine that some of those resulted in some American deaths as well. Uh, So, you know, to 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 act as if sexual offenses, 284. Gosh, these are all I mean, like there are American victims involved in all of these. And they want to say that illegal immigration is not tied to a higher increase in crime. And it's like, don't believe your lion eyes, guys. Right,
3: Mm -hmm. right. Absolutely and then correct. and then on top of that it turns out that even as Biden tries to say oh I've created this amazing economy that most of the jobs that he's created which of course he hasn't have right. gone to foreign nationals they right. haven't even gone to American citizens yeah. so I mean this this impacts us in myriad ways that are that are that are deeply hurtful to American citizens and like People just don't care. Yeah. And I, it amazes me that there's still any support for Biden left whatsoever. Yeah, and, I, and I was, you know, when, when Lakin died, I was waiting. I
2: was thinking to myself, well, is Joe Biden going to go visit with her family? Like he visit, visited with, when, with Navalny's widow.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that was George a, Floyd's family, yeah. right? All sorts of yeah. preferences. We didn't treatment. see any of
2: that. What mm-hmm. about um, victims of fentanyl? Right, we, you know, we've we've not heard a peep from this White House about that. It's the number one killer, eighteen to forty-four in yeah. this country. You feel? I mean, I feel like that is kind of a big deal. Uh, yeah, I think
0: so. <laughs> I think that would be a big deal. I would this say administration, so. Administration, yeah. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and we got to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Mock and Daisy.
1: Be right back. Got something to say? <laughs> Leave Sarah a message at
0: 888-969-5113. So let's let's go back to don't believe your lion eyes. Okay. <laughs> Yesterday, White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre tried to say that Joe Biden, you know, he just went through all of this physical fitness test and they were like, Hey, maybe we should do a, cut. Co- people were like, maybe you should do a cognitive test too. Maybe he should pass one of those. And they were like, nah. That's no, please. He doesn't. He doesn't need one of those. I t- don't. You see the man? He's in uh, amazing, amazing uh, condition. So I want to play Karine Jean Pierre. Like, please, uh, the, he passes a cognitive test every day. Watch. Oh my I think. Uh, I think folks need to understand that the president passes again a cognitive test
3: every day. If you look at what a clinical cognitive test is actually, what it actually does, it mm-hmm. is a 15-minute appointment. I think she needs one that too. Is, that is administered <laughs> by someone that. Most of the time people don't actually know and, okay. and, uh, and the president has There's a team those of doctors with him 24-7 <laughs> totally. and mm-hmm. he is able to do the work uh, every day uh, that is rigorous, that is more rigorous than mm. it would be for any 15 minute clinical, uh, <laughs> clinical yeah. appointment.
0: I love her tell because her tell, when she gets flustered, she starts, She just starts yeah. blinking yes. really fast. That's a sign of a liar. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh-huh. She's like, I don't even believe what I'm saying, and <laughs> I don't really know how to get out of this one. I mean, my a uh-huh. okay, tactics when she's like, so look.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> Every single answer starts with a so look.
2: We're going to be clear. Yeah.
3: Yeah. We've been very clear.
0: Yeah, yeah. What I've just laid out has been very clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look. <laughs> look ha- Hasn't he Doesn't he pass A cognitive test Every day Haven't we seen All of the great Tremendous work That Joe Biden Has been doing Every single day Haven't you guys Felt that Oh yes I've been feeling it Do all you right. think Anybody buys this though I just really don't Because doesn't
3: it look worse That he won't take it Yes Okay I, I just thought Maybe that was
0: yes. <laughs> It's like, not just you yes, No yes. And
3: he's We were talking Last week about how He has to
2: wear Like certain kinds Of shoes now <laughs> like he has his dress shoes that he can't walk in and then he has to wear these certain hokas. Yeah, the, the hokas that he has to wear. I, those are like the tennis shoes, the, the athletic shoes. Mm-hmm. And he has to wear those certain kinds of that he can wear. We are such an embarrassment. Yes. <laughs> it's like the whole world because this man is crapping his
0: pants every day. <gasps> He's just a complete you-know-what show. I 100% believe that. So my friend Chad Prather has a, a friend who um, I believe is... In within the Secret Service, and he he claims that they literally are like, no, we're like he's has his diapers changed. I serious?
2: believe it. I do too. I believe it. So there's no way he can do four more years. There's just no, no way. He couldn't even do the first four. No.
3: <laughs> he's not <laughs> capable. capable.
2: No. We already a good... need a redo of yeah. the Do you think he's, I mean, do you think they're going to slip somebody in at the last minute? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. Who do you think it's going to, yeah, we think it's going to be Gavin, yeah, it's, like it's Newsom.
0: Greasy no Now, I think that they want Michelle Obama, yeah, but I don't yes. think Michelle wants it that badly. We are the same way. Yeah. yeah. Because
2: she's too busy living yes. the life. Yes. Why would Why she want to leave
0: it? Exactly. Yeah. They buy have more their coastal homes the exactly. Exactly. and you complain know. about climate change. Yeah, 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 yeah. I would say that is not a solid investment. She Mm-mm. should have thought better before investing in <laughs> exactly. a multi million dollar mansion uh-huh. uh, on the edge of the ocean. Exactly. You're and then miss. asking us to staple money to the clouds. Right. For climate change. <laughs> right. Exactly. right, right, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't see this ending any other way than uh, pivoting to someone else. Now, I also feel like time is running out with that because mm-hmm. i mean i guess unless they do it at convention but yeah clearly gavin wants it i mean he's running ads in the state of florida that's like you think you're free you just come on over to california we're <laughs> way more free you, than how you oh do they push
3: aside the first black woman i know how do they do
0: that though um, they put I know. her
3: in charge of a
2: university or something that's what i think they're going like, to do we're going to have to i mean they're going to have to buy her off yeah they're going to have to give her lots of yeah. money and put her in charge of a some some or sort make of Christian job in general or yeah,
0: something like just some cush job. Do you think she realizes that she's over her head? She has to. Right? I think she's. She I
2: think she's too dumb. <laughs> I really, <laughs> honestly think she's that dumb. Yeah, she's unburdened. Yeah, yeah. By what by has, what been. has been
0: <laughs> so unburdened? She, or maybe too high.
2: At yeah. certain points, yeah,
0: to yeah. understand, uh, she's smoking some of what yelling shrooms
2: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't
3: know. How does she keep saying the unburdened thing and not having anybody on her team tell her to stop? Honestly, I honestly think it's a speechwriter that just really hates her at this point,
2: point. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just not noticed it. You
3: know, it's amazing. Like yeah. every every time we hear it, and there's a new clip of that, you're always like, "There's no way, there's <laughs> no we're way this being is punks. recent. We're, there's we're no be, way this is new. We're being I'm like, punked. No, at this was this pun- yesterday. It's,
0: it's remarkable." The yeah. sad part is, the sad part is, I mean, I do think that, going back to Joe, I do think that he should take a cognitive test. I, I think that it should be required when, at the end of the day, like, I, if you're in a wheelchair, you can still do your job as president. So, like, let's focus more on the cognitive side. But, like... I also don't know that I trust these medical experts yes. mm. to give me the truth anyway. Exactly, who administers the test, right? right. right. This is the thing, like, it's a doctor. Right, <laughs> <laughs> right, what It's like, right. who is that? I mean, you have mm-hmm. a doctor <laughs> exactly. who said that he was physically, he was totally fine. Exactly. And he hadn't declined even further. Mm-hmm. And we, again, don't believe your lying eyes. So uh-huh. it's like, I don't even, I, I'm not even sure that that is enough anymore. Exactly. Um, maybe we do age limits. I don't know. I know. Which would be a start.
3: I
2: know, it's but like then w-
0: literally everybody
3: it, at this point, it's become a joke where you say, oh, somebody celebrated their 85th birthday. And we're like, oh, well, they should run for president. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, now it's just become ridiculous. It is.
0: Know? It's totally ridiculous. Yeah, I heard, um, I think it was Glenn and Stu on their radio show earlier today when they were talking about all of these people who are stepping down from power, like Mitch McConnell stepped mm-hmm. down at 82, Nancy Pelosi stepped down at 82 from both of them from leadership, like all of these, they have this like track record of stepping down from leadership and Joe biden is like i'm turning 82 give me four more years oh my god it's just insane i mean it's it really is like it's it's it is what is he he's gonna he would be 85 at the end yeah i'm yeah 86 yeah
3: that cannot happen
2: and
0: in the private sector this doesn't happen no it's
2: in the private sector we know people know okay well i kind of want to retire around 65 70 and and that's pretty late 70 yeah because people want to enjoy their families like you can tell these people hate their families (laughs) They hate everybody around them, and they're
0: just so thirsty for power and money. Yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. To to be fair to Joe, I mean, his son's a crackhead. Yeah, I mean, so I wouldn't. I spend time with him He's yeah. a criminal. I probably wouldn't like yeah, it. Or Jill. Much. I mean, who yeah, who <laughs> wants to spend time with <laughs> Doctor uh, Jill? Well, apparently, Mommy. they
3: have a really good sex life. Oh, <laughs> oh <laughs> my know,
2: god! Really? do you have to go there?
0: <laughs> um, okay, all right. We've got to um, we got to take another. Qu- <laughs> On that note, I need to go vomit. <laughs> um, but, I want to remind you guys, if you have not checked it out yet, uh, we have a new show on the on the app. It is Cooking with the Robertsons. So it's Phil Robertson and his family, Miss Kay. And I'm just thinking this is like, I, it's going to make you really hungry because I'm sure it's really delicious food. So make sure that you go check it out over at blazetv.com. It is called Cooking with the Robertsons. We'll be right back. I want to play, before we have to go, this has been a lot of fun with you guys. I want to play um, uh, a mom who has an OnlyFans who was very upset that she had to pick her kid up from school early because he's vomiting and that's so rude. Watch. Uh, I I am so (laughs) pissy today.
2: Just
3: just downright mother
2: Today. I had to come up here. Mm -hmm. I had to come up here at 11 o'clock in the afternoon. That's prime time. That's prime time.
0: Can you please put on a bra? Yeah, that would be put those away. If you know what I mean. (laughs) But listen. So that's
2: partly why I'm cranky. But I'm cranky because my child, my child is 10. I had to come up to the school and I had to pick him up. Why? Why did I have to pick this kid up? I had to pick this kid up because he's a man. Okay, he's a little man and he's got a weak ass stomach like most men do. Oh, what is going on with her eyes? That was a demon. Busted ass in the library. He threw up not one time, not two times, but three times in the library.
3: Literally, the nurse calls and she's like, you're going to have to come pick up your son because he just vomited three times in the library like exorcist style all over the place. Why? He's not even sick. Um, Some kid farted next to him and he said that it made his stomach feel bad. So I have to interrupt my day because because some kid's got a rank asshole. That's a new kind of can't block oh my god why though why
0: and we just not have i just i don't understand why yeah first of all put 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 those away okay <laughs> this isn't your only fans <laughs> save that for your only fans um and your only fan probably <laughs> but i'm like why do these women like why do you guys have kids if you don't want to actually yeah. parent them right like you don't want them right and I, I mean, trust me, I'm not like advocating for abortion at all. Right. I'm just saying, like, you gotta know when you enter the act right. <laughs> that that might lead to kids. And if you just want to keep them at school when they're vomiting, I'm like, mm-hmm. I mean, think about how mean that is. Yeah. And, and, and to, to put it on blast like that. Yes. And Does
2: everybody have an OnlyFans now?
3: <laughs> not me. I know, but I mean, like, there's,
2: we've, I feel like we just talked about an OnlyFans mom. The other day, that was advertising, you know, all this free advertising, and she's driving her kids to like Christian school, and yeah, yeah, and I and I I just like, why is everybody on OnlyFans? What is that? Apparently and I you make a lot of money though, but at, yeah. but. but, but at some point, like, haven't you seen enough boobs? Right. <laughs> if you're a dude, like, what? <laughs> also, like, this one,
0: I think was, I think she, I think she was demon-possessed. Yeah, she looked a little demon-possessed. Somebody needs to come into an exorcism. I'd steer clear of her. Yeah, gonna it's see. been a blast, y'all. It Thank, has. You. Thank you. so much. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.